The text for the sermon this day is taken from, actually it was read, these verses, these words, came up in all of our readings. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh, so they are no longer two, but one flesh. That is the text. Grace, peace, and mercy to all of you this day, which in case you don't know, today is the 12th day of Christmas. Hence the reason there is still Christmas stuff here. And so you could say, on the 12th day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Hopefully not 12 wedding rings, but although that'd be kind of cool to just like show them off. But but anyways, today you are making a huge step. And the other day I was hearing about a conversation you had and you all had in the office about who's going to cry. <laughs> and I, I think there's, I can see it's kind of like, I'm not going to cry, I'm not going to cry emotions. But the thing is, is the reality is, is this day brings a whole slew of emotions. So many of them. For those who are married right now, they're remembering what it was like the day that they were here, that they said, I do. And maybe they even said it in front of this very same altar. For some people, those who are not, they're watching and they're kind of thinking, ooh, when am I going to be the next one? Or you have people who, or then you have your parents, who, by the way, you, both of you are the old, you, you, both of you are firstborn, which means that there is a period in your life where you're the only child. And that meant that you pro- your parents probably have more pictures of you than any other kid. And s- sorry, Xander, you're probably going to have really low on pictures when you get older. <laughs> so, because <laughs> probably by that time it's like, ah, been through it. But you got to learn to like shoot fire out of your eyes or something, then you'll get real attention. Just kidding. So, but you're going to, but that's, you know, there's the emotion is, you, there, there's a mixed emotion of happiness, fe- sadness, even, even a little bit of fear. It's like, okay, and even a sense of pride. All these emotions going through the minds that all, this one that you, these two that they had both seen grow ever since they were little babies, and there was no other one in their mind at that point. Now you are here. And I guarantee it that in some part of their mind, they're seeing you as little itty bitty. So, and then there is your own emotions. There is, right now, you're probably just kind of in the moment, like, whoa, this is happening. You're not even sure if you're here. You're going to get done, you're like, did that happen? So, but you have also, you also maybe be thinking about the the party that's going to come, reception, dancing. Can you dance well? Okay, (laughs) don't worry. So, I don't think there will be any judge cards, so don't worry about that one. Um, they're not going to get, like, Simon to come in. Like, that was awful. But, but there is, then tomorrow you have the one, you're going to wonderfully get to go to California. 
and go on a wonderful vacation, hopefully. And I say you're getting away from warm weather, but somehow it's nice here. <laughs> or getting away from cold weather, I mean. Yeah. But the thing is, with all of these emotions, one thing that is very important to remember from this day throughout your entire marriage, that is what was, was symbolized when you saw the very first thing that was right between you two was that cross. And the reminder is, is that your marriage, it will not be about anybody here. It will not be about your parents. It will not even be about you. It is about Christ. It's about his love for you. See, if you read it, we talked about this in counseling. We spent that whole day where we're going through all that scripture reading. And so you remember in the Gospel of John, when Jesus is hanging on the cross, and he says on that cross, my, well, actually, the other Gospel, he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? This is Jesus saying, why have you abandoned me? So the Father has left Jesus. And on the same cross, he says to his mother, woman, which in that time, that was a way of saying miss as a term of respect. He says, woman, behold your son. Behold your mother. He left his mother. And then Jesus, when he was on the cross, as he, after he had died, that agonizing death, they the soldiers drove a spear in to Jesus' side, right into his heart. And right in the heart where came, came out, and by the way, the spot where he stabbed is the same spot where you heard from Genesis, the very same spot from which God created Eve, from Adam. Out comes the water, which I know our baptismal font's way over there right now. We're limited on room today, but it's way over there water, and out came the blood from the heart, which symbolizes, points to the Lord's Supper. See, Jesus on the cross was leaving his father and his mother in order to be united to his bride, the church, which is all of us, that we may become one flesh with him. For it's in the waters of baptism that we are united to Jesus' death. It's in, the waters of it's in the waters of baptism that you are clothed in him. And just as in a little bit, you're going to have food and this great meal. And Anybody hungry already? So maybe I could be really mean, like really go into detail with food. But <laughs> just as you have that, we have this meal the Lord's Supper that he prepares for you, which is a wedding feast, which you celebrate in the kingdom that he has in store for you. See, every single marriage that ever happens is ultimately a reflection of his love for you. And so when that cross came down, when you saw that cross in between you and Claudia, that was a reminder to you, standing there, that you're, what it means is that you are to be, when you say in a little bit, I will, it means that you are willing to have nails into your hands and into your feet, a crown of thorns upon your head, if that is the difference between Claudia living and dying. No, no, 
Yeah, no pressure at all. <laughs> but it means that you are to live a life of sacrifice. In Ephesians, it talks about the man being the head of the house. This is not a position of glory. It's, a, it's not a crown of gold, but a crown of thorns. It means not that you get what you want. It actually means you rarely get what you want. It means you do what is best for Claudia and one day when, if, when, if and when kids come into the picture, what's best for them. So it is to live and sacrifice just as Christ did. And look at her right now. She got, she's kind of pretty, isn't she? All right. So when you are, so when it is, let's see, it's 2019. So when it's 2099, and you're, I don't know if you'll be still around or not, but that's a map on the spot. But you guys are standing next together, and you're going to be old and shriveled, and, you know, when you look at her, you're going to still see her like that. And that also means also, in a few weeks, maybe you have your first fight as a married couple. They happen. There's a rumor. There's fights. That happens. Even then, you are to see her like that. That is what it means to love like Christ loves the church. But also in front of you was the cross. And by the way, this, also, this, this is to both of you. Is This also speaks to how you speak of one another. Do you, you lift one another up? Both of you. Because you, the job of a, of a husband is to protect his bride. Not because she's weak. You don't protect things just because they're weak. You protect them because they're valuable. I don't see anybody fighting for the rights of mosquitoes, even though they're really weak. We fight for that which we value. And so you don't let anyone speak ill. And you don't speak ill. And you also never speak ill of Wesley. And you never let anyone else. That's a part of the honoring and respecting. This is the relationship of Christ to the church. When people speak ill of Christ, we are supposed to stand up and stand for him. And Christ only ever looks at us holy and without blemish. But here's the simple reality. If you, don't, you haven't figured it out, you're not going to do this perfectly at all. You're going to fail over and over and over. Which is why at the very center, and again, at the, at the end of the service, the, la the first thing that's going to exit is going to be the cross. To remind you as you enter into the, into the life of a married couple that Christ is at the very center. Read the Bible together. It's really easy to find a Bible. You can just pull out, you've got a smartphone, I'm pretty certain. Just pull it out in the, in the middle of tweeting or um, whatever else you might be doing. Read the Bible together. Pray together. And one of the things you both have done so wonderfully, keep it up. Keep coming to church together. Tomorrow, I know it's, your guys are going to go for a flight and everything. So what you could do, there are churches in Omaha. You could go grab one of the churches right there. Hear God's word. Not many couples take up on that one. But think about this. Today, you are getting married. You are reflecting Christ's love. And the fact is, you are going to fail. So you hear of his forgiveness. You receive his forgiveness. And by his word and his sacrament, he enables you to love as he has loved you. 
So I encourage you, be in his word until the victory. Till death do you part. In Jesus' name, amen. Please come forward.